Hey guys, what's up? It's Brad from The Heckler. I hope this uh, finds you well. I'm not sure if you say that to people on a podcast or not, but, uh, you know, I will anyway. Uh, those who've been following The Heckler for a while uh, might know that uh, a while ago we launched um, a video series that we're calling Fans in Cool Places Drinking Beer. Um, we've had a lot of fun with it so far. We've had a lot of... Uh, Unique and fun guests, Tom Waddle, um, John Vincent, Brian Bickle. There have been others. Um, but uh, we get a lot of content and we try to drill it down to, you know, the stuff we think people will really give a shit about. And um, we, we've been having some trouble with that and they've been running kind of long. And I'm like, hey, let's take that audio Instead of just putting it on YouTube where like a couple dozen people might watch it or, you know, hopefully someday more than that, uh, we're taking the audio and we're going to put it on a podcast that uh, people can listen to when they're stuck in traffic on their way to their jobs that they don't like. Or, you know, if they're with their wife and don't have anything to talk about, they can listen to this podcast. So I hope that's what you do. Um, today's is with Rick Tellender who's a really good friend of mine, and that's actually true. He's a good friend of mine. He was at my wedding. It's kind of, uh, you know, the thing I keep saying to help people understand he's a good friend of mine, even though there are a lot of people on my wedding. Certainly, they're not all good friends, but I think Rick is. Anyway, he's a very interesting guy. Um, as he gets older, I've found, and I guess this is probably true with all of us as we get older, I have found that uh, he gives less and less of a shit as to uh, exactly what he's saying and who it might upset or whatever else. And as a result, uh, you can have a lot of fun when, when you talk with someone like that, particularly as we did um, earlier this month at V's Barbershop in Bucktown, who sponsored this. And uh, good, my good friend Scott over there, at, at uh, I guess he's not a good friend. He's a friend. He's not a good friend of the same way Talon is a friend, but whatever. Uh, Scott over at V's Barbershop in Bucktown on uh, Milwaukee Avenue, uh, was kind enough to host us. Um, the barbershop was open while we were recording. And, uh, so you'll hear some background noise, which I think lends to the authenticity of it all. But, uh, it's, uh, hosted by me, Brad from the heckler and Ethan from the heckler. We sat down with Rick Tellender and, uh, had a lot of fun. He talks about some crazy stuff, uh, back in the day when he was, uh, right around fresh out of college age. Uh, he had got, he got drafted, not in the military by the Kansas city chiefs. Uh, and, uh, he also rode the rails, uh, in his younger days. He, um, famously quit a radio show, uh, here in Chicago on the air, uh, just sort of said, Hey, that's it. I'm done. We talked a little bit about that. We talked about the time he spent with Michael Jordan, with Mike Ditka, um, he almost got into a fist fight in the Cubs um, uh, uh, media booth with um, with Jay Mariotti, although he sort of denies it in this interview. Anyway, uh, it's also available on uh, on YouTube. We're going to post it on all of our social channels, different uh, uh, segments from it. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I hope you listen. Uh, please subscribe wherever you see us and uh, like, comment, share feedback. We appreciate it. We're going to keep doing more of this stuff. We've got a couple others that are going to be coming out soon. I'm really excited for that. So uh, please enjoy and uh, let us know what you think.
Ethan and I are here at V's Barbershop in Bucktown interviewing my good friend. He is actually my good friend. He was at my wedding. Uh, Ethan's we, my good friend too. But you guys just met today. You had, pre, you had phone calls previously. We've contacted uh, electronically, communicated right. that way. Yeah. Um, and uh, we're here with Rick Tounder. Um, we have a ton of things to, to talk about. Uh, the first one I wanted to get into, I'm sure you never get tired of talking about this, is your legendary book, Heaven is a Playground. Um, for those who haven't read it, I highly recommend it. I'll, I'll loan you my copy. Um, the, for those who haven't read it, it's about you as a young white man putting together a team of young basketball players, black basketball players from the inner city, and it chronicles that, that timeline. When Pat Riley did that same thing and won five championships, did that piss you off? Well, yeah, a lot of people use the model that I started. Right. Yes. And you never got that. that yes. You we should call it the Tellender model, I think. Right. Yeah. No, right. And um, there's John Wooden, Rick Tellender. Yeah. The white shadow was clearly me. And then Pat. That, and that came after that came after your book. Yeah. Yeah. And they stole it. But Pat Riley did everything that I did, except he went a little farther with the hair. With the, <laughs> the hair and uh, the gel. And he did it at the professional level. You did, right. it, you did it at the recreational level. If you judge yourself and your worth and your existence here on earth by how much money you make, yeah, it's very shallow. I mean, you've sold a lot of these books and they did make it into a movie. So many. Brad, that's like, I don't, I, you know, Scrooge McDuck, where he dives out that diving board into his money. Yeah, that's you. Yeah, that's pretty much what I do because of that book. Sports Illustrated, which uh, used to be a magazine, and for those... What's that magazine? Right. For those of us born before 1995, a magazine was a printed collection of words published periodically that was mailed to people's homes or purchased at newsstands. God. Newsstands were places where creepy old men bought pornography. Don't tell him. Tell me. Yeah. Before you could get, I'm telling everybody. Before you could get it for free online. Um, but so they ranked your book the 15th best sports book of all time. How did it, did it piss you off to have 14 books that were rated higher than yours? I checked out to see how many of the authors are still alive. Very few. That's right. Uh, some are just clinging by a thread. <laughs> I wanted to see who's richer. Right, true. Uh, yeah, uh, no, I, I, I kind of let it, I let that slide, a lot of it. So this is to commemorate you being number, the, having written the number 15 best sports book <laughs> of all time. I'm number one, except for 14 others. You can have that, and then we also have I'm number 15. <laughs> So, I, I will wear that proudly. All right. Great. Which one will you wear? That does, right. yeah. I, got, I, went, I went men's XL. I hope that's okay. A little like something that Johnny Wad might wear. Who's that? Oh, no. We're not talking about that. <laughs> we're not, I know who you mean now. <laughs> Among other things you did, you uh, in the, I guess it was, what, 80s, early 90s, were on a show called Sports Reporters on TV. Sports Writers. Sports, I'm sorry. Sports Writers on TV. Sorry. You were on a show. Words matter, Brad. We're gonna we're gonna fire him as soon as this interview. I know they do. I'm sorry, but that wound up. Um, and there are clips of it available online. Um, the, that wound up uh, being the inspiration for a lot of roundtable sports argument type shows that are mainstream today. I want to know: Would you be willing to apologize for creating that trend of these sports argument shows? And if so, can you please do it screaming like Stephen A. Smith? <laughs> Like screaming A. Well, yes, I should apologize. Let me channel him if I could. Uh, 
that show. Yeah, scream louder, louder. That show is a virus. And I mean, not just a retrovirus or a norovirus. That show is a noro retro coronavirus. And it has hurt us and it has hurt me personally. And it is something that infects you like a virus in the middle of the night that comes up your arm, under your nightie, and goes up the side of your face into your ear and into your brain. And the next day, you are not even human. And <laughs> scene. That was impressive. The fact that we're not getting a round of applause here from thousands is, is uh, thank you. I mean, unbelievable. Screaming A is a uh, friend of mine. I've, I've met him too. He's a nice guy. Well, I've had a chance to study him in bar type settings. And I want to say screaming, you know, dude, it's just me. Okay. You don't have, it's not no Dolan of the Knicks. The man is ruining the Knicks. Why I have to live with this. I mean, it's just, all it, there's no switch. Yeah. That's uh, yeah. That's him. That was very well done. That, that might be the only, uh, that might be the only thing we need to air. For, How for often this. do you do that impression? How long? How often do you do that impression? Uh, that's, that's it. Okay. <laughs> First and only? That's a one-off. Yes, indeed. I've never been asked. I've never thought of it. And uh, that was great. Yeah, thank you. That was really good. Um, sports writers on TV also served as inspiration for SNL's super fans. Yeah, right. Um, did you ever get any residuals for that? Yes. Really? Well, every year I get big slabs of meat, <laughs> ribs, macaroni and cheese. And then you get to do the Chris and Farley I grabber. Free, I get free uh, a subscription to Roto-Rooter. Any arteries that are associated with my heart can be <laughs> cleansed Perfect. for free. Perfect. Yeah, I, you know, I saw um, George Went and uh, uh, Robert Smigel, yeah. Yeah, at the, uh, they were at Soldier Field this last summer with uh, Peyton Manning. Yep. And uh, I asked Smigel, I said, why didn't you have any of the guys smoke cigars? Because he always did, you know, uh, what's that? With Triumph, yeah. Triumph, the, Insult the, comic whatever. Card. He's got a cigar. And it seemed like a natural. He said, you know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, don't start now. Those guys, were, those guys were legendary. I mean, they, the, the Bulls had them at their parades and stuff. And yeah, so you don't, so you don't get residuals that are spendable. You get residuals that are, that are consumable. But again, if everything comes down to money, Right. That's the only way you say you everything things? comes down Ethan? to meat, but that's okay. Yeah. Young, young. What's your lesson for young Ethan? Well, I, uh, you know, you came into this world naked. You go out the same way. I mean, with clothes, but you don't need anything else. With like your third best suit. These people that just chasing after money and dreams that can't come true. Right. I'm glad that we're different. We have better things to do. What was the most controversial piece you wrote for Sports Illustrated? Oh boy. Um, there was one on Bill Walton right at the start when Bill Walton was with the um, uh, Blazers, the Trailblazers. Yeah. <clears throat> Bill Walton on the Blazers is kind of a perfect thing. Well, he couldn't stand it because it rained all in Portland. He needed the sun and he had a ponytail and he used to go around. He had a bag of uh, granola. He was so skinny. He was all into it. the health foods. The, I mean, he was out there and he was apparently uh, allegedly well, he had an A-frame. I went to his A-frame in Portland, 
And uh, Patty Hearst had allegedly been there, Jack Scott, the radical, whatever, uh, sports guy. But he wanted to go to San Diego. Uh, Walton did. He wasn't playing. The Clip and the Clippers were in San Diego. Yes, and so he needed the sun. And I remember writing that story, and they brought me into New York to talk about it, these older editors and that. I was only 23, I guess, 24. And they thought maybe I could deal with him because he was really hard to comprehend. And he had a really bad stutter. And I found it very, him a fascinating guy, especially to see what he is now, this this wild, you know, uh, kind of Grateful Dead, dope-smoking guy who has become this icon. And he, I think he finally found his niche now. But anyway, that was a pretty controversial one. What was controversial about it? Uh, just that here was a player, there was a scene that I had in the uh, story in which it's a practice. I'm there in the Portland gym. Nobody else is there. I can't remember who the coach was. Sidney Wicks was on the team. I'd have to go back and really think hard about who all was on that team. Uh, but they, they didn't like Walton. They bombarded him with basketballs. It started out as being funny, kind of like dodgeball. Now these are grown men throwing basketballs coming from all over. And he's ducking. He's kind of like at the middle of the court. And it's like, wow, this is really wild. Yeah. So that scene got a lot of... You know, I don't know. Things were much slower then. If you wanted to complain about something, you either had to pick up a phone and dial long distance, which would cost ten dollars to call New York, right? Or send a letter. There's nothing else you could do, so you had to wait. It wasn't instantaneous. You couldn't tweet about it. Now, uh, Twitter hasn't always been around. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. You've covered a number of Olympics, mm -hmm. um, and I've had conversations with you about some of your favorite. Olympic locations, but I don't think we've ever talked about the worst Olympics you ever covered. The worst. Okay, let's see. So, well, Atlanta, I've got to say, because they had bus drivers who would take you around um, to all the venues, the sports riders, and were scattered all over the city and the region. And his bus drivers, some, some were from Alabama and wherever. They didn't know where they were going. So you get on a bus, leaving like the, uh, you know, the track venue, and you want to go to your Holiday Inn because everybody's in a Holiday Inn. Only thing is, there's about a thousand Holiday Inns. And each one of them is across from a Waffle House. <laughs> Every one of them. And I'm a big fan of the Waffle House. Well, fan of me Waffle too. House? So. But it's got to be next to the correct hotel. I was there for two and a half weeks and I ate there. I gained 10 pounds and most of it I never lost. I asked for fruit one time. Got any, you got any fruit? It's said, in yeah, they bring me, they pour out that uh, fruit cocktail. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's like, could I just have a bag of sugar too? I actually had the same experience at a, at a Waffle House and they didn't even have that. They had, I was super hungover and they just had like strawberry waffles. So yeah. it was like, it was like yeah, processed, processed, processed uh, fruit. fruit. It's pretty good. Anyway. So anyway, I got off the bus one time. And I'm, uh, there's my Holiday Inn or whatever, and there's Waffle House, but it was the wrong one. And I didn't know where I was. I got off, I was there. I'm just wandering around, and uh, it took me forever to find out where I was actually staying. But it, it was kind of a gross place. And then also, uh, unfortunately, that bomb went off right. in Centennial Park. And I remember I was having dinner with a bunch of Sports Illustrated guys, a whole bunch of us, Jack McCown and... Uh, Rick Riley and Roy Blunt and uh, Steve Russian was there. A whole, Bambi Wolf, the late Bambi Wolf, she was a great uh, editor. And uh, we heard about this and it was like, what? That was kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever hitchhiked? Oh, yeah. 
Let's hear that story. Well, I hitchhiked. There's a lot of stories. And hopped freight trains. That was... Uh, hopped freight trains? Yeah. When, where was this? Should we go do this right so, now? You know, when I, I was... I wouldn't uh, recommend it. After I was college, I took one all the way to Los Angeles one time. Took one down to uh, New Orleans from here. Uh, and then also I started a couple of, I took a lot of what is what, how does the, What's the game plan there? What's, how do you, what, what well, is the sequence of then, events that leads to it? You don't see it as much anymore, but they'd have boxcars and the door would be open. So you'd wait for them. First you go to the, the train yard. Right. Chicago's got great trains, central trains going all over the country, Union Pacific, everything. You talk to some of the hobos that are there, find out where, what's going where, and they tell you. You got to avoid the yard bull. These guys are badass, you know, but I was young, man, I could run. And I remember one time, the one thing you learn is never get on a train until it starts and never get off uh, before or until while it's still running. I mean, always get off while it's still moving because those dudes are waiting for you. And they, they, know, knew, there'd they, be, they knew there'd be people riding the rails. They'd the shit out of you. I mean, it's, that's the old thing, you get arrested. But once you're on the train, it's, it's fabulous. And I, I shared one going, uh, we were real near Mexico. We're going down to near Needles, Arizona, I think. It was hotter than hell. But I was on the back of a grain car with this Mexican dude. And the, the train was full of people. I mean, you know. And uh, we got stopped by the Border Patrol. And uh, they took everybody off. They let me, guys, okay. Right. A citizen. And then my guy who I was with was sharing a bottle of mezcal. You know, and they're all. What year is this? They're arresting everybody. Early, early 70s, and uh, they put the guy back on the train with me. That's cool. So we're on a, the back of grain cars are kind of sloped like this, and there's a little platform at the back. And so we're there, we're drinking mezcal, it's got that worm in the bottle. We finally get to L.A., and we are shit-faced. <laughs> <laughs> but it was so much fun, man. It's, wind's blowing on you and stuff. And Different, different era. Yeah. What did you tell your parents? Uh, you couldn't talk to anybody back then because... There were no phones. You had to go to a page. Where did they, where did they think you were? Did, mom, did they know you were riding the rails? I, I apologized to my mom for, ever, for everything I ever did. She lived to be 93, and I loved her to death. And I realized I just tormented her. My, my, so my grandfather, during the Depression, rode the rails yeah. up to a logging camp in Wisconsin. And he, get, he was promised a job there. And when he got there, it was, he was supposed to be assisting like the chef or, whatever, or the cook, whatever. And when he got there, there, there was someone else who was told they'd get that same job. So they drew straws for it, and my grandfather won. So he got to stay, and the other guy had to go back. Jeez. My grandmother never wanted my grandfather to tell me that story because he thought that that, she thought that would be like, that would inspire me to ride the rails. <laughs> or inspire you to become a logger. Yeah, none of the above, dude. Like, I'm not doing any of that. I'm surprised they didn't have the two guys wrestle to death. Well, yeah. At least give them knives. Yeah, pulling straws was the story I was told. Maybe, maybe there was a knife fight involved. You could take trains back then. You know, now after 9-11, I don't think, I've thought about it. You've thought about riding? Doing it again? Absolutely, I would do it again in a heartbeat. I, but you can't run like you used to, I, I imagine. No, and that's the problem. Yeah. I'll ride the rails with you, but let's take an Amtrak. Oh, okay. <laughs> right? Well, I like taking They're regular. They're nice. Amtrak's are comfortable. I like they have Wi-Fi. That clickety clack does it's so soothing. There's it's just something. something about just, about I just need it. to clarify. When you got on the train, did you know for sure where it was going, or you were no. just like? Good point. Yeah. And you <laughs> riding the rails with Rick Tellender. You would you would hope you did not because uh, they're going all over. Now you can generally tell you know which direction this is into the yard. That's out. That might be going that way. It looks like it's going west. But uh, I, a couple times you'd, I'd have to wait till the next town to find out where. Would I was. you fall asleep on the train ever? 
Um, yeah, I think I did, you know, long ones, but I tell you what, they're always stopping. And when it's a freight car, they're dumping cars. And so there's these like booms and you hear boom, 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 come all the way down through the train like dominoes and your whole car would shake as they're getting rid of one or adding one. Right. And the other thing, this is the really scary part. I was out in, um, I was taking one from Wyoming, Cheyenne out to, to LA or to San Francisco. And we, it was beautiful, man. And I'm the back of a pickup truck because uh, there's a, a, a car. Who's driving? driving? Huh? Who's driving? <laughs> yeah, I was driving, man. I couldn't get in it. But I said, <laughs> you know, there's about three, four, five pickup trucks you okay. know, like stacked up on a, a car. Oh, on a train. On a train. Oh, okay. So I I'm thought you were like taking no, a pickup no, truck. A, Got it. And I had my sleeping bag out and I'm looking at the stars and it's just beautiful. The pickup truck, what could be better for cruising along through the summer. It was August, and um, we went through, all of a sudden it got pitch black and smoky, and uh, we were going through a tunnel, in a mountain tunnel somewhere in Colorado, and I damn near died asphyxiated. I mean- it, Because it's all- In the tunnel, it was a long the exhaust tunnel. and everything. Nobody told me about that. <laughs> that wasn't in the manual? When you, when no. you snuck onto the train. It wasn't okay. When we came out of that, I thought I'd been through hell. It got real hot and smoky and pitch black, and it lasted, couple minutes i'm glad i'm glad you survived grandfather tell you about that in that moment moment where you were you full of regret regret yeah well you're in i was was young and i was thinking you know when they find my body i hope (laughs) i don't want my mom to be upset my dad you know he's told me rick you should be an accountant you know we're going to law and i think i didn't do any of it did you start putting pen to paper there and writing a letter to your no i couldn't see a damn thing (laughs) And he was just trying to hold his oh, breath. He was just trying to get through. No, I, I just so, freaked out. So back to my question. Back to my question. <laughs> to my question. Um, um, remind me what year it was that you um, briefly hosted a sports talk radio show here in town? Uh, probably, yeah, like... Oh, five, oh, six. Yeah, somewhere in there. I remember. So um, approximately. Um, you quit on the air. Yeah. Um, pretty much everybody I know has just dreamed of that kind of moment where like they can just take this job and shove it kind of thing. Um, just quit their job and spur of the moment. What's your best advice on how to do that? Seeing as you've actually done it. To quit? Oh, just right. quit in the... Well, if you, whatever you got, it's an apron, whatever, a spoon, a spatula, or maybe... A microphone a in your case. You just, you drop it and you just say, you know, everybody has been great. And, <laughs> uh, you know, have a, have a good time. I'm... Bye bye, <laughs> and then shuffle out. I mean, I you know I hadn't planned that. It was just I, our, our ratings were going up. It was me and Doug Buffon and and Mike Muller. Jay Hood, I thought, or was he? I, Who? Uh, wasn't Jonathan Hood? Well, it started with Hood, but then okay. we Mitch Rosen had you know shuffled things, things up. And I've talked to Mitch since. He wasn't really happy. He was driving <laughs> his car when he heard it. He he says to this day he almost drove off the road and crashed. <laughs> I you, mean, yeah. I don't know. I, to this day, I can't fully explain it, but I know, listen, I was writing four columns a week for the Sun-Times. I was, I had four kids. I was doing this radio show where I had to be there. I had to get on the, like, I, I want to say 10.30, 10.20 train. From, I, Lake, from Lake Forest, so from Lake kind Forest. of a long commute. Huh? Yeah, long I had commute. to get up by, by, you know, to read the newspaper and stuff, get up by like 8.30, whatever. I do that. I go there. We were on from 2 to 6.30, I think. Get done with that, I'd go, I'd write a column. 
I would go have a martini or whatever, uh, or something or a salad at, uh, downstairs there at the, uh, I can't even remember what the place, or across the street. And I'd get on the train, get home at like midnight, and I'd do it again. And then on weekends I was traveling. Yeah. And then the main thing was uh, my son was just starting to play. I was going to miss all of his, his eighth grade or ninth grade football games or something. And it's just, I'm thinking, what am I doing? Right. I was making a ton of money, Brad. We do care about money. I was, you know, it's like, but for what? Right. And it just all of a sudden it hit me and we were doing well. Our ratings had come out. Everything was good. Everybody was happy. And I remember when I said it, there were guys that came to the window, like the producers and stuff. And they're like, as I'm saying this, you know, by the fade out music, it's like Springsteen or something. And Molly, Molly actually had. What did you say exactly? Do you remember? I don't really remember. I, I think it was something like, you know, it's been great. I love you guys. And the show's been fun. But, you know, I, I think. This is my last one, and uh, I had it. Somebody said, "We mean <laughs> on air." I mean, they must have thought you were joking. Like I'm I would sure have thought you did. were joking. I'm yeah. sure they did. Yeah, but I wasn't. And uh, you had a contract. Yeah. Okay. So they kept. They kept. You know. I mean, you can sue somebody to come back on air. Right. That's like trying to sue to keep. You know how together. radio people always get fired. Right. That's one thing that's known, and you always end up getting screwed. Very cutthroat industry, well, yes. I was a little preemptive, that's all. <laughs> Good on you. So your advice is basically like, take your apron, take your spatula, whatever, throw it what down. Was, like, what was that guy's nice. name? Uh, who, who wrote that song? Who did that song? Take This Job and Show. Yeah, Johnny Paycheck. Johnny Paycheck. Which is kind of ironic that his name was Paycheck. And Not ironic at all. It's very precise. So there's a legendary story. Um, from the mid 2000s approximately, you were in the Cubs press box and almost got into a fist fight with a former colleague of yours at the Sun-Times, Jay Mariotti. Uh, can you confirm or deny that story? Are we no. supposed to, are we, okay. No, I can't. Okay. Um, well, assuming it's true, um, people from this town who remember him would wanna know why you didn't just have the stones to cold cock them? Okay, well, we're assuming this. Assuming it happened. Let's assuming say this happened. Yeah. Even, which is a leap. Right. Uh, let's also assume there's a, another baseball writer there named Chris DeLuca. Okay. <clears throat> Chris DeLuca was a baseball, well, baseball writer now, sports editor at the Sun-Times. He, um, let's say, if he happened, he didn't like commotions or noise or whatever. He might have come in and and uh, separated. So sometimes I had three people in the in the booth at this point for this for when this happened, and you, Jay, and Chris, and Chris allegedly, if this ever would have happened, right. came and broke it up. Right. But hypothetically, had he not come in to break it up, what do you, how do you think it would have ended hypothetically had any of this ever happened at all? Oh, it might have been ugly. I did do a little bit of research for this interview. And uh, I know, and I knew this previously, that you were in the uh, Chiefs training camp in 1971. Some places I saw said you were drafted, but I actually looked, I skimmed through, Wikipedia has all, back then there were 17 rounds in the draft. So, I could not find your name. It's there. What, if you, what round? Eighth round. Really? Yes. It's 17 rounds. Can you imagine back then when they what didn't know anything? Now, seven, right? I mean, if average should be 17 rounds to be now, you know everything about every player. Back then... Hank Stram and these guys would just say, eh, you know, I, this guy's got a football-sounding name. <laughs> the Chiefs were, they, they were probably, were they not that good back then? 
Well, no, they, I'm not saying that just because they drafted no, no, you. No, no. I'm saying because I remember they were in the Super Bowl a few years earlier. But yes. They still had all the guys who'd been in the Super Bowl. Like Len Dawson? Was they, had, they must have had eight Hall of Famers. Hank Stram was there. Uh, Jan Stenerud, he's in the Hall of Famer. I'd stay out and, and uh, catch kicks because yeah. I liked him. Jan was like, oh, yeah, they, come on down, Rick. Yeah. And I said, Jan, I'll catch those. Things. Okay, good. That'd be good. You go down there. And he would kick 65-yard field goals. And I'd stay out after practice because it was just magnificent to see this thing. It was fabulous. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, but I'm in there, eighth round. I'll look again. I mean, yeah. Wikipedia is rarely yeah, wrong, man. but I, I, I did, in fairness, I did, I started with the 17th round. Why didn't you, did you control F? Why don't you find it? Search, search yeah, for it in good, the document. It's a good question. I, when I was know. the last time you donated money to Wikipedia to keep it going? Yeah, never. Yeah, Brad. Well, you get what you pay for, Brad. That's true. That's true. You get what you pay for. Um, one of the topics that you wrote about a lot in the 80s and, and, and uh, at times continue to is what you see as hypocrisy that college athletes are not paid and the NCAA generates billions of dollars. Um, you wrote about that a lot in the 80s and now that problem has been solved. So right. how does it feel to have been a part of the solution? It feels really right? good because yeah. the national championship game there at Clemson and LSU, the two coaching staffs between them, uh, made $27 million, you know that. And right. they all got bumps of like 100 grand. And the players, you might have noticed, got, all got f- free cash from uh, Odell. Odell Beckham. Yeah. But they also got millions of high fives. And what's really more important, yes. as we just talked about earlier, what is money, right? Wouldn't you rather right. have the high fives instead? You know something, Ethan? <laughs> You've learned a lot. And if, if this is my legacy when I'm gone, the kids like him, yeah. and, you know, young, what are you, a Gen X? I'm Generation X, yeah. Generation X. If, if I'm I 40, the upper tier of it. I'm for, no, I'm actually right. What do you call? Smack down the what middle. are your people called? Millennials. Millennials. What a so what's stupid the one name. You? Z-Zennials? Generation Z? Gen Z. Gen Z. Yeah. Gen Z. I think. Yeah. Whatever. We're all screwed. God help us. Um, yeah. Uh, speaking of that, this is a, that's a great segue. Uh, a lot of conversations you and I have had over the years have been about getting older. What's the shittiest thing about getting old? Well, kind of being crippled, you know, that's not fun. How much do you attribute that to your football playing days? Well, I, I contributed a lot to my football days, but I contributed more to my pickup basketball days. I played, I, I, I think I've even said to Michael Jordan, I bet I played more basketball than you have. Dude, this is, I, you're, did you read these questions? Because my next question is about Michael Jordan. Okay. I'm all about segues. No. I'll talk about Mike forever, me and Mike. But anyway, uh, I, I like that it's Mike. It's not Michael. Yeah. Yeah. Mike. Yeah. What's up, Mike? Uh, Same thousands for Thousands yeah. and thousands of hours to pick up basketball, and quite often on uh, asphalt. Yeah. And you know what That's that good does for the knees. knees. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you other, have both your original. I knees? got them both replaced. Oh, replaced. Yeah. So I, actually, they don't bother me at all. By a doctor or just a friend? I feel pretty good. A friendly doctor. A, you had a T-shirt that said "Running sucks." Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. People that think running is fun, I've never understood that. It was punishment for everything, every sport I ever played. Ah, right, get out there and run, God damn it, telling you, you lazy turd, you're gonna, you know, go around the track. For- yeah, running sucks. Yeah, it's running. the worst. It's not good for your knees, right? Yeah. Okay, so that, and actually a good thing is uh, hair loss, because I don't go to barber shops. 
who cut your hair. It looks but if you, you were cut to your own go hair. to a barbershop. I learned though, how to do it, huh? If you were to go to a barbershop, though, you would go to V's Barbershop in Oh, this is a great bar barbershop. Yeah. Okay. But I would ask for a discount. I mean, honestly, God, how long can you make it last? Yeah. My, back to my grandfather, he used to get his hair cut, and they would charge him the full price. And he what, was his what was grandfather Zabung's name? It wasn't Zabung. It was my maiden, my mom's side. Uh, Himmler? Alerts. <laughs> it, was, it was of German descent, yes. but not, not, okay. not Himmler, no. Uh, uh, Alert was his last. Vic, Victor Alert, yeah. Um, Wisconsin. Vic, oh yeah, yeah. He used oh, to, he used to complain that they he didn't get a disc. He had to pay the full price, even though he had half a head of hair. Right. There's something to that. It's absolutely something to it, and I would wouldn't be offended if a barbershop had a sign that said, "Not much hair, don't pay much." Yeah, Come maybe V's can work on yeah. a promotion like that. But he's got a lot of hair. I would for now. Him for now. Yeah. Everyone who has a full head of hair thinks they're going to have forever. I'm here to tell you that is not Either the case. way, I have it now. <laughs> yeah, for now. For you now. don't know the hell that's ahead of you, son. Right. It's true. So, yeah, okay, that's a new V's barbershop. Other than that, uh, you know. Half price for half heads. I hair. thought it was you don't know the hell that's ahead of you. I thought that's the V's barbershop slogan now or no? <laughs> half a head, yeah. half, a pr half price. That's yeah. life's, that's that's life's slogan. Yeah. Um, okay, so you brought up Michael Jordan. Mike, Mike. Mike Jordan, Mike. yeah. Um, I originally was going to talk with you. I don't, have you ever played poker with Michael Jordan? No, but he still hasn't paid me. <laughs> For what? <laughs> For what I, well, you, you know, the classic thing. If you beat him, if he owes you money, he doesn't pay. Really? Well, you remember that book, uh, uh, Richard Esquinas, uh, uh, Michael and me, our gambling addiction or something, or our, no. the golfer? Well, and it's something like he owed him a quarter million dollars. He's never paid. Well, that's what you hear, but um, how much no, does he owe you? I, I didn't, huh? How much does he owe you? Whatever he lost in the poker games we didn't play. <laughs> I, I did play him in pool one time in his basement when he was just when he lived up in Highland Park with the yeah. house that's still for sale. Yeah. Uh, yep. Exactly that one. And uh, I was, kind of, you know, it was a little thing. We're playing eight ball. It's not full size. And I, you know, anybody because can, he had a small house, he couldn't afford yeah. a full size table. That's right. His, no his mom was there, uh, upstairs cooking pancakes or something. And anyway, that sounds uh, like that sounds like a Prince story. Classic with, uh, Mike, man. With uh, Charlie Murphy made pancakes. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> it's true. So you're hanging out Jordan's it's house. True. His mom's These making pancakes. True. Uh, so uh, I was ahead. You know, I mean, eight ball. I had solids. He had stripes or whatever. And he kind of got mad. Yeah, he's and, very and competitive. I saw, I saw that like, and. He won. I mean, he sunk the eight ball. He beat me, but he's, he wasn't great, and I certainly wasn't good. But um, yeah. when, when was the last time you've corresponded with Mike Jordan? Uh, it's been a while. You know, since he went to Charlotte, actually, it made my life a lot easier because everybody said, "Hey, listen, we'd really like you like you were like the you were the road for Michael." Everybody. Mike. I mean, a freelancer, you know, or Sports Illustrated or ESPN, the magazine, or whatever. And I did do several cover stories. ESPN the magazine when I switched kind of was doing the sports reporters on TV with Dick Shap. It was a ripoff of the sports writers, but you had to fly to New York and it was, that was miserable. So I, I quit that too. Kind of a quitter. You're good at, yeah, you're good at quitting. I kind like of that. a quitter. I've never really quit much and I should start. Well, you have to have something to quit. That's first. true. I have nothing. So what can I quit? What do you think about the, uh, about this shirt and the, uh, the cheating scandals in baseball? Oh, 
What are your thoughts? Yeah. Oh, that's what it, oh, this is a brand new shirt. Yeah. I was thinking. Yeah, it, yeah, Sorry. Okay, I thought this yeah. was a long time ago. Well, I, why doesn't it have a garbage can on there? That's next. That's the next that's version okay. 2.0. Yeah. I mean, they use something that sophisticated. That's a real camera. That's, right. Well, uh, that's what they have in center field to make sure that they can relay the sign, and then they got a trash can guy. What I think about it all is it's kind of ridiculous. Baseball has these uh, rituals that go back to the 1800s, you know. To see these guys doing this stuff and everything, like, for God's sake, come up with something else. Right. We got past smoke signals, didn't we? Yeah. You know, yeah. to telegraph or telephone. Oh my God, we got this thing. Oh. And there's still guys doing this and and all that stuff. And you're allowed to steal those signals, but you just can't use technology. So come on, the only person that really needs to know all this stuff is the catcher and the pitcher. Catcher is not gonna right. catch a 103 mile an hour fastball right you know, in yeah. his uh, throat when he thinks a low and outside 80 mile an hour curveball is coming. That's dangerous. But the rest of the nonsense, they figure out another way to do it. And remember the, uh, was it the wind walkers or whatever they called them, the Indians? Wind Ameri talkers, I believe. Yeah, Native Americans came up with a code that nobody could, uh, during World War yeah, II. Yeah, change up your signs a little. For yeah. God's sake, dude. Yeah. Uh, you know, this is, uh, this is your curveball, and they do the same thing again and again, and a guy's throwing one uh, fastball, like, you got a fastball. It sounds to me like you're victim-blaming. What caused that? Victim-shaming. Oh, wait, no, shunning. Yeah, like, yeah. There's some internet word that you guys have come up with. I, you I hear what you're saying. You me out of my mind. God almighty, can we go back to the way it used to be, back in the, back in the, Good old 60s. Speaking of <laughs> when you could ride the rails. Yeah, ride the rails. Speaking of the speaking of that, have you ever heard of TikTok? Yeah, I've heard of it, and I kind of I wanted to know what that is. Well, I wanted to ask you, based just on the name TikTok, do you what do you think? Something Make involving a, guess. a clock. <laughs> I don't I don't know what it is either. So is that mouse traps or something? No, but I've heard people are shamed on TikTok or something. I don't. God knows, I'm still dealing with uh, this Chicago pay for my car and the meter. Oh, right. Speaking of that, are you good on your meter? I'm good. Okay. Um, well, I TikTok is a social media channel. Just so you know, now you know. It's, just it, like, it's like another version. I have actually never really been on it, but that's so I hear. He's, he's too old for TikTok. Yeah, I'm too old for TikTok. We were playing Flip Cup. Flip, flip Cup. Yeah. Tip, flip, flip Cup and TikTok. TikTok, yeah. yes. And had you uh, known what TikTok was back when you were riding the rails, that could have been really, really fun to kind of you know, to, to tell the whole story of your rail riding experience on TikTok. People so really you, loved it. You take videos you, and put it, and on then you there. put music yeah. to it. Yeah, I don't. I, don't I really have never been. Does it bother you that? Yes. Your okay. <laughs> your whole lives are. Yes. I mean, the Truman Show was like, oh my God, somebody's life is revealed. You know what that is? Now, I do know. Whose that. life isn't revealed? Yeah. Every kid. Well, is and now we put so much data out there that there's facial recognition technology coming out where. You can yeah. just take a picture of right. someone on the street and they'll, right. can, within seconds, you can have their name and add. I know whether or not they used to be a rail rider or not. Yeah. yeah. Okay. People don't realize that privacy equals freedom. Without privacy, you're not free. So I just want you to know that George Orwell, everybody. Yeah. Uh, the satellites watching this right now. Probably. We talked about Michael Jordan. You've spent a lot of time with Mike Ditka. Sure. Um, is he a crazy genius or just crazy? Wow. Hadn't thought of that. Well, crazy genius. Um, yeah. Why do you say that? Well, because he has done exceptional things. And, uh, like? 
like like won a Super Bowl, like uh, punched a locker, broke his hand, and had a cast the next week. Told his team, "Let's win one for Lefty." <laughs> That's genius. That's pretty uh, genius. He has this focus and intensity that is just something that is like incredible. T- to see him as an actual athlete, I think guys on his own team at Pitt were terrified of him. I mean, I, there's stories of him going in the, in the locker room where they're behind and beating up his own players for not playing hard enough. He would he would die on a football field. Okay, so uh, no, he's one of a kind, and I, I love the guy. Man, we will never have another Ditka. I think we all can agree on that. Yeah, I agree. Dicka. And, and um, I love the There's name. There's no T in that name. It's Dicka. 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 I love the name of the, the book that you wrote with him, which is uh, In Life. In Life, you, first you, first kick, you kick ass. ass. Yeah. 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 You know what? Because of that title, they wouldn't stock it at Walmart, I think. <laughs> but they got any kind of rifle, you know, clips, everything. Right. Well, yeah, yeah we got to have, we got to have. Kick bombers. ass. Woo. Right, right. True or false, LeBron is better than Jordan. False. Steroids should be legal in sports. False. Uh, the NBA should change its logo from a silhouette of Jerry West to a silhouette of Brian Scalabrini. True. That would be great. Oh, right? my God. Of uh, course. What, what in hap- color, though. In color. Red, yeah. red hair, yeah. Red. yeah. red hair, yeah. What happened to Sports Illustrated is an inevitable fate that's going to happen to all of us. True. Uh, CTE will be the downfall of the NFL. False. What will be the downfall of the NFL then? Uh, will there be a downfall? Another, the another sport, rollerball or something like that. <laughs> you heard it here first. Rollerball. Roller okay. <laughs> Coming uh, at you 2025. Uh, true or false, college athletes should be paid. True. The Rickets are, true or false, the Rickets are good for the Cubs. <laughs> false. <laughs> Can you explain that one? <laughs> I mean, they won a World Series. Yeah, they, well, they did. What, what position did they play? Uh, okay. That's a good point. Yeah, they did. Uh, I mean, whatever. I don't know. I, it's, it's a mess. They did. 108 years of suffering are over. And I just like, and it started again, though. The clock, tick-tock, whatever this thing is. <laughs> there it is. They're in year five of the 108-year quest. So there's 103 years left is what you're saying. Yes. Okay. I don't necessarily doubt that. Okay. I kind of liked it better when they sucked. There was no pressure. There was no expectations. That's true. Boy, in the 70s. What a loser mentality that is to say that. Whatever. In the it 70s. Was, it was more fun. I had a press pass. It was, the, the press pass was just a white card, whatever. And, you know, said on the back and on the front, it had little check marks where you could go on field, press box, pink poodle, all that stuff. Pink poodle. That was like, I think, what the, the restaurant was called. Oh. A, why? Don't ask me. But anyway, uh, I Xeroxed a bunch of them. Just came out to friends. Yeah. And came up with fake names. I whited out stuff, fake names for magazines. And they would just go, you could sit anywhere. Good luck. Good yeah, luck doing today. that today. Yeah. yeah you could, right. you, today, you'd be, everything, you'd be in prison. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's talk for a second about the, the, the bowls. Um, true or false? The current bowls would be better if they had better players. True. True or false, they'd be better if they had better coaches. True. Okay, we'll give you that one. True or false, uh, the answer is going to be false. Uh, Gar Pax is not as bad as everyone thinks at their job. (laughs) Um, uh, True, because 
they think they're terrible and they're they, bad. Gar oh, so they're, they're awful, but so they're as bad. They are as bad as everyone thinks. Yeah, well, people think they're people think they're horrible, and they're only one notch above horrible. What's it going to take for them to for there to be a regime change in the front office of the Bulls? Probably Reinsdorf selling the team or something. Uh, they're there. But, they're, but he's never going to sell. The you team. know those those. Uh, Journalists who are embedded, like yeah. in the Middle East, they're embedded. It's right. like a tick. Two of them, two, two ticks. <laughs> ticks. You know, you're in Wisconsin. They have deer ticks and stuff. We have them here now too. They're they're yeah, migrating. Well, then south. there's the bigger ticks. They just grow. Like if you used to have a dog go down in the woods and come back, and a tick could be there. Right. You wouldn't see it till it was really big. That's gar packs. <laughs> Pretty much. You had to take a cigarette to burn them off. <laughs> That's the, actually the Bulls' model this year. I think. Um, true or false, the Astros cheating scandal is worse than the PED scandal of uh, the late 90s and early 2000s. Which one's worse? No, I mean false. Which one's worse? The, the drug taking. Really? Okay. Yeah, I don't, you know, did, did Altuve hit any homers because of science? Maybe. Here's the thing that gets me about this stealing science. Players and managers go around and around. So you're on the Astros, you get traded somewhere, maybe not the Red Sox, somewhere else. Don't you say, hey, dude, when we play them, look at that camera out there. Now I'm on the other team. I mean, well, that, it happens, right? Well, that's why it all came to light, right, with Mike But well, why does it come out all the time about everybody? Because managers get fired, and then they go to another team, and they, you know, if you've got a good system, you're going to take it to— Well, they said that the, the opposing teams knew. That's why when uh, Rawls Chapman gave up that home run, uh, he was smiling as he walked off the field because he knew they were stealing his signs. That's not, he wasn't smiling because he's psychotic, okay. which he is psychotic. You, we watch home run derby, too. And yeah. these guys can't even hit home runs when they know they got their dad throwing pus right over the middle of the plate. That's fair. It's not all about the home runs, though. I mean, like, the Astros it's at home are hitting, hit, like, hit behind. 400. Hit, take two and hit the right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> ah, that's... I shouldn't demean it, but this stealing, this sign stuff in baseball, all these guys look like St. Vitus dance. You ever heard of that? Where It's some disease no. where people twitch and stuff. No, I've never. Um, I'd be embarrassed. You, you... I'm an old man, and I'm wearing a uniform, first of all, which is ridiculous. Yeah, it is kind of weird. And you're they've, 70 they've... years old. And Once you're, you're over after... 50, you should not wear Yeah, that's ridiculous. And, and somebody, like, Grandpa. Oh. Do you think those managers uh, are ever going to get jobs again? Hinge and Cora and Beltran, who never even that managed. really sucks for Cora, man. Was, but he was in the middle of all of it. Well, I know, but I mean, he was just his career was just ascending. You know? But he was cheating. Well, okay, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm well, just, you said it sucks for him. Sucks for yeah. But, but like if, if you got run over by a truck and you were jaywalking, I said sucks for Brad. I said, well, he deserved what he did, it. What he did well, no, it wouldn't be on the level of jaywalking. No, when someone murders someone, it sucks. Let's say you got to go a shotgun and you're going. If I was, if I, if I get hit by a car while I was carjacking someone, no. that's that's a little bit more okay. better parallel. Yeah. same thing. Who did who did you vote for this last round? Only only Jeter and Larry Walker got in. Who did you I vote did for? not vote for Walker. Yeah, I kind of. I mean, he played, a, he played in he played in Colorado. He was never like a. It was a thin air thing. I, you know what, I, what? The way I judge things, you can look at stats forever. Yeah. When it comes to the Hall of Fame, and I, I take it seriously. Sometimes I goofed around with it because of all the steroid stuff. But I look at it like, what was the player when they came to town to play the Cubs or the Sox that I really wanted to see? Who was a, who was a player? I never, I never bought a ticket because I want to see Larry I Walker. I never heard anybody say anything about, oh, my God, Larry Walker's here. But all these other guys, you know, you knew you were. I, Todd Hel I, 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 was, I was more in awe of Todd Helton than I was Larry Walker. And Helton is. 
Well, uh, and, you know what I noticed about this voting this year? Only two guys got in, but just players moving up, and Clemens and Bonds are on their way up. And Schilling, I voted for Schilling. I know he's, he's some people have doubts about him, but I always thought something special about him, the bloody sock and all yeah. that. And I don't like the Red Sox either, but he's got 70%. He, he should make it next year. Walker Walker had like 20% did, last yes. year and, he, and what what changed in one year that suddenly he's a, a Hall of Famer. A sympathy vote, it must be, you know, they do PR campaigns. I don't know if they yeah. did one for him. It's like quit blaming Coors Field for the, you know, thin air. I don't know. I really don't also, know. Also, who's the one Jagoff who didn't vote for Jeter? I don't know. But we find I, out. I was hoping you were going to say it was you. Huh? I was hoping you would say it was you. That'd be a big reveal for the okay. show. I wouldn't do something that's stupid. You know, Wait, but you've gotten you 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 had a bunch of. There was a year where you're. No, I know because I'm protesting the steroid thing. I had a, a statement at the baseball writers' meeting at the World Series. Everybody was there. Bud Selig was coming in, but he wasn't there then. All the writers are assembled. And I said, we've got to do something about this steroid stuff because Bonds and Sosa and McGuire and all these guys, you know, Jambi, they were just jacked. They're walking around like muscle yeah. men. I knew what was going on. And I said, these numbers are inflated. We have to come up with an asterisk or some kind of solution to this. Can we at least form a committee to talk about what should be done about the steroid era? And it got voted down very narrowly by with the main group voting against it being a bunch of Japanese writers who didn't act, they were at a table and found out later, they didn't actually understand what the proposition was. And Jack O'Connell, who's, you know, like the secretary kind of runs it, uh, he was against it, but a lot of people were for it so we could explain it. So I voted for Ken Caminiti and I think I voted for um, uh, Ken Seiko. And my point was, let's, I mean, Kevin Eddy was an MVP, right. and Canseco had a boatload of homers, but let's just go with it then. If and, and you talked earlier about no one went to see the Rockies play because of Larry Walker. People went to see the A's play because of Jose Canseco. The Bash Brothers? Oh my God, they were, I mean, and I don't he, know I don't know how you go all revisionist on it. You either let them all in or you don't. To, like, to have voted Piazza in. Well, see, I made a stance. I won't vote for Bonds or Clemens or McGuire or what about Sosa? Uh, no, I won't vote for Sosa. He's got 604 home runs. I mean, I just had to take a stand. I'll let the younger generation, they'll come in, they'll vote him in. He'll, Ethan, I'm, when Ethan can do everything, everything we did, you're going to undo it. You're like Donald Trump. Oh. <laughs> I was hoping to make it the entire interview without yeah. talking I'm to sorry, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean me to, but he's kind of on my mind. So, Rick, here at V's, they have a ton of really cool, mostly Chicago sports icons up on the wall, but we uh -huh. noticed... They didn't have one of you? No. you this is the East-West Shrine game, you said? Yeah. What year, approximately? Uh, approximately, not approximately, but exactly 1971. 71. What position are you playing? I was a cornerback. Cornerback? Yep. I, I would have guessed it by looking at yeah, it. Well. So we're going to put, we're going to replace Manny Pacquiao up on the there wall here. Yeah. And then, there we go. You're going to be forever enshrined at... Uh, sweet. Forever enshrined at... Um, Very sweet, man. How's it feel? I'd look pretty bad, man. Badass. Badass. Yeah, I know. Yeah, the eye black, black yeah. The yeah. eye black, which does nothing. And that was stuff you couldn't, that wasn't tape. That was like you put black. You can kind of still see it. 